did she do? Wem Jekka, hello, I'm Sam Sarah and you're listening to What Did She Do? Before I begin, I would like to acknowledge this podcast is created in Nam on Boon lands and thank them for allowing us to tell our stories here. What Did She Do? is a weekly podcast which features reviews written by myself and keeps you up to date with live theatre and events in Melbourne. It drops every Sunday. Tonight is the last night for the Long Pigs at Theatre Works, set in a rickety abattoir shack. The pigs are working hard on their latest obsession to rid the world of every last red-nosed clown. Tickets via theatreworks.org.au Surat Suratnia is on at La Mama HQ and runs through to the 17th. This work will appeal to anyone interested in politics and history, bearing witness to still untold stories where millions are estimated to have been massacred in the communist purges in Indonesia. Tickets can be booked through lamama.com.au. I Shall Go Out in the Snow, Covered Field, is playing at La Mama Courthouse until the 17th as well. How did a young girl from Madrid who only wanted to act and sing become captivated by the musical genius Sergei in New York? but end up abandoned by him in Moscow, then sentenced as a counter-revolutionary spy to 20 years forced labour in the Gulag of Abetz. Tickets at lamama.com.au The Merchant of Venice is playing at St Kilda Botanical Gardens until December 23. This hilarious adaptation breathes new life into a rarely produced work, combining the rich language of Shakespeare's iconic play with the vibrant energy of musical theatre in a production that's guaranteed to dazzle audiences young and old. Tickets via trybooking.com. The Wacky Wombat is also playing at St Kilda Botanical Gardens until 23rd of December. This hilarious 60-minute pay-what-you-can show follows the Wacky Wombat on a whimsical adventure across the Australia, meeting some larger-than-life characters and learning all about environmental conservation on the way. Tickets via trybooking.com. Christmas Under the Big Top will be here until December 24 at Burnley Oval in Richmond. There is free entry for kids under two, although booking fees do apply. Tickets can be purchased at ticketmaster.com.au or call 0474-220-050. A Christmas Carol is playing at the Comedy Theatre through to the 7th of January. Experience this powerful, joyous and uplifting production of one man's emotional journey from resentment to redemption. Tickets can be purchased through christmascarolaustralia.com.au. It's going to be a mighty wild Christmas at Mimo Music Hall on the 16th of December. It will be an unforgettable night of family harmony and rocking rhythms when Wilbur Wilde's clan joins forces to celebrate Christmas. Tickets via Humanitics. Claire Come Home opens at TheatreWorks on the 2nd of January and runs through to the 6th. Claire Come Home is a dark comedy about the absurdity and grief of waiting for a loved one to get better. Tickets can be booked through theatreworks.org.au. Roald Dahl's Fantastic Mr. Fox hits the comedy theatre stage from the 13th to the 21st of January 2024. No one out foxes a fox. Tickets via marinagroup.com. On 
On the 15th of January, the Melbourne Theatre Company presents 17, a wild and wise version of adolescence, where youth and maturity intermingle in every moment. The season runs through to the 17th of February, and tickets can be purchased through mdc.com.au. Groundhog Day the Musical is playing for 13 weeks at the Princess Theatre from the 24th of January. This brilliant new production is based on the classic movie and is a parable of love, hope and transformation. For all bookings and inquiries, call 1300 111 011. Victorian Opera brings Candida to the Palais from the 8th to the 10th of February. Voltaire's satirical tale of mindless optimism springs to life through a brilliant score from famed West Side Story composer Leonard Bernstein. Tickets can be booked at victorianopera.com.au. The Rocky Horror is coming back to Australia and takes residence at the Athenaeum from the 9th of February with Jason Donovan as Frankenfurter and Joel Creasy as the narrator. The Rocky Horror Show tells the story of Brad and his fiancée Janet, two squeaky clean college kids who meet Dr. Frankenfurter, an extraterrestrial mad scientist from the galaxy of Transylvania, where people really like to party. It's astounding! Time is Madness takes its toll. But listen closely. Tickets are now on sale at rockyhorror.com.au. It will be hot summer nights at Gasworks from the 23rd of January through to the 5th of February. This outrageous adults-only circus cabaret show features a brand new hand-picked cast of Australia's top circus performers and hosted by the brilliant multi-award winning cabaret star Tash York. Tickets through eventfinder.com.au. On Thursday the 1st of February 2024, a Rational Fear podcast is celebrating its 100,404th download at the Malthouse Outdoor Stage. A Rational Fear brings together Australia's best comedians and experts to laugh at the world around them. Tickets via malthousetheatre.com.au. Gaslight opens at the Comedy Theatre from the 6th to the 17th of March 2024. Young and trusting and fragile, Bella Manningham thinks she's losing her mind. Tickets via marinagroup.com.au. Rejoiceify Melbourne, Wicked is back. Long before Dorothy dropped in, two other young women meet in the land of Oz. Performances at the Regent Theatre commence from the 6th of March 2024. Bookings via ticketech.com.au or phone 1300-111-011. Ruben Kay is performing Apocalyptic at the Malthouse from the 28th of March to the 21st of April 2024. Part Eulogy, part Elegy, part Eastern Block Dog Day Afternoon. Bookings at malthousetheatre.com.au.
2024 brings the Irish dance sensation Airborne back to Australia. The wait is finally over for all the fans who have anticipated seeing this incredible show. The tour kicks off on April 18 and will do 22 shows across Australia. Tickets are on sale at melonevents.com. Piaf will be at the Palms at Crown on the 16th and 17th of May 2024. This celebrated production tells the story of Edith Piaf's career through her unforgettable songs, including La Vie en Rose, in an original scenography with projections of images of Edith Piaf never published before. Parle tout bas, je vois la vie en rose. Allez, venez, Milor, vous avez l'air d'un môme. Laissez-vous faire, Milor, venez dans mon royaume. Non, rien de rien. Non. Tickets via theprestigeevents.com.au And finally, Sunset Boulevard opens on the 21st of May in 2024 and stars international superstar Sarah Brightman. This will be a brand new lavish production of the Tony Award winning musical. Tickets can be booked at sunsetmusical.com.au My feature review this week is Surat Suratnia playing at La Mama HQ until the 12th of December. Surat Suratnia literally means her letters in Indonesian and knowing that tells you everything about the event happening at La Mama HQ right now. Comprised of a pre-performance sound installation called Between the Letters and a theatrical monologue called Our Last Dinner Was Sayalode, the creative team immerses us in the sounds, smells and stories of Indonesia in the mid-1960s. Inspired by letters written by Ria Samajo's mother during the communist purges in Indonesia across 1965 to 1966, Sandra Fiona Long, translator, dramaturg, producer, has gathered her Australian and Indonesian cohorts and created this collaboration between herself, Samajo, and Stage of Wawan Sofwan to help raise awareness of a difficult time which has been kept hidden and unspoken for so very long. Samajo's mother, Ibu Helen, is an Australian who married an Indonesian trade unionist. They lived on the island of Java and raised their children there. 
Unfortunately, the 1960s was a difficult time all over the world as the Cold War initiated an international Reds under the Beds mania. In Indonesia, a union of islands only very nearly minted in its independent sovereignty after 150 plus years of colonisation by the Dutch. It was a chance to change power structures harnessing a violence seeded in the rebellions two decades earlier. In those days, anybody who had even the slightest whiff of socialist tendencies was declared a communist, a tendency very well documented in Australian history as well. In Indonesia, the outcomes were deadly in the most violent of ways, as somewhere between 500,000 and 1 million people were estimated to have been killed. As the wife of a prominent trade unionist living in that social carnage, Ibu Halan's letters home to Australia immortalised the growing turmoil and terror and confusion of those times. The performance begins with the sound installation in La Mama's rehearsal space, created by Samajo, which establishes a link between Australia today and Indonesian traditions and music. A man sits in the centre of the room surrounded by a sheer cloth, as if there but not there. He gently plays the gong again, creating swirls and swoons of sound as people gather around him. Intimate listening devices are available and you are encouraged to hold them close to your ear as if to hear secrets from the past, whilst being immersed in the sound waves pulsing around the room at large. At some point in time, the playful calls and replies of two Kemenaks draw us back out, play with us, and then invite us into the theatre space. There we meet Ibu Helen, Alan Marning, who is making Sailode for the last time as her family readies to evacuate Indonesia for the safer climbs of Australia. For her, it is going home. For her husband and family, it is a fearful new adventure. The scales have tipped now, though. Staying is scarier than leaving. Wawan Sofwan and Ratna Ayubudiati have woven together a monologue out of the aerograms Ibu Halan set back home. Do you remember aerograms? Those lightweight papers which folded into an envelope, which allowed you to correspond internationally at low cost? They were the connections between worlds, and designer Judith Cristianto has made them the veil between today and yesterday, copying original letters onto long lengths framing Marning's performance. Some clever silhouette work by Cole McKenna also links the installation with the monologue at one point in the show. It may be a bit lost on younger audiences just how impactful the discovery that those letters were being intercepted and censored actually was back then, in a world with no internet, email or social media. This leads me to my main criticism of Surat Saratnia. Everything is beautiful, gentle, melancholy and sad, but I feel the terror of those times is missing in this show. I have a connection to Indonesia as my grandfather was in the Dutch army around World War II. During the post-war independence struggles, my family saw firsthand how violent and terrifying unrest can be in that part of the world. My family finally left the day after their next-door neighbours had their heads decapitated. That kind of terror is visceral and the violence during the purges is far worse than the fight for independence. This is what I missed from the performance. It was probably opening night nerves as much as anything, but I felt Marning was too much in her head. If she can find a way to take all of those overwhelming emotions flooding her eyes and feed them into her body through the chopping of the vegetables and perhaps working with breath. Ibu Helen talks about being asthmatic but not being able to get medication. The vibrations of that will create a tension belied by the soulful timber of Kurnia Ekafajar's gamelan instrumentation and the Indonesian philosophies 
underlying food. Context is everything sometimes, and I feel kind of sorry for those in the audience who will probably miss some of the humour, as did I perhaps. I had a good old cackle when Ibu Helen tells us her husband was held in high regard despite his Dutch education. Sometimes theatre is about entertainment, sometimes theatre is about education, sometimes theatre is about orientation, sometimes theatre is about beautification, sometimes theatre is about revelation. Surat Saratnia is all of these things in a range of measures, and I gave it 3.5 stars. If you would like to comment on this review, you can go to whatdidshethink.com and have your say in the comments section under the review. You can invite me to review your show through the Contact Me gadget on the left of the page. And now for some industry news. Acme is powering up its digital skills for students and teachers. From AI to from AI technologies to cutting-edge digital games, the Victorian government is backing students and teachers to amp up their creative and digital skills through an immersive education program delivered by Acme, the National Museum for Screen Culture at Fed Square. The 2024 Acme Education Program will provide a variety of creative learning opportunities and experiences designed to teach new digital skills and knowledge to primary and and secondary students and teachers. Supported through the Department of Education's Strategic Partnerships Program and Creative Victoria, the ACME Education Program highlights emerging technologies across film, TV, digital games and digital art. From the museum's Gandell Digital Future Labs, students of all ages will undertake hands-on workshops in filmmaking, narrative game design, animation and more, all designed to build skills in problem solving, collaboration and storytelling, as well as media and digital literacy. The program also includes interactive on-site and online talks that connect with classroom learning, film programs that build digital critical thinking, as well as school group visits to ACME's world-class exhibitions. More than 98,000 primary and secondary students from across Victoria participated in ACME's education program last year, alongside over 2,000 teachers. Over 110,000 students are expected to participate in 2024. Online education resources are also available for teachers on the ACME website, including free lesson plans to help teachers use video games in the classroom and recordings of the professional learning series Demystifying Artificial Intelligence, Unlocking AI's Potential for Teachers. For more information, visit acme.net.au education. Today, for something special, I want to introduce Ruben Kay. Ruben Kay is performing Apocalyptic at the Malt House from the 28th of March to the 21st of April 2024. Loud, politically active, queer, brash, multi-award winning Australian comedian, singer and writer Ruben Kay returns to the Malt House with his brand new show Apocalyptic. Part eulogy, part elegy, part Eastern Bloc dog day afternoon, this scandalous story of Ruben's scoundrel uncle springboards into a cabaret that crosses the continents, generations and the political spectrum of the 20th century. To give you a taste, here is Ruben's performance at the 2023 opening comedy All-Stars Super Show. Melbourne! I've never said this before, but the gag is off. So let's get this party started. You look terrified. Ha! One for the money, two for the show. I don't know if I'm ready, but here I go. And now I want you. Yes, it's me, Reuben K, O-A-M, O-B-E, P, 
PhD, IBS, ADHD, PTSD. Oh, fuck. Are we ready for a good time? That was consent. Sorry, straight men in the room. Consent is... Um, just go to a gay bar, you'll figure it out soon enough. I'm on all fours, my knees are scratching sore. Five alive and still itching for more. And now I need you. Oh, baby, now I need you. Who here likes drag shows? Who has been to a drag show? Hands, hands, hands. Look at you. What are you doing pointing at him like Anne Frank's neighbour? <laughs> I can say it, I'm Jewish. Well, Jewish. No, it's complicated, because I was raised by Jews, but I was reared by Catholics. And my poor Eastern European Jewish parents weren't prepared for this. I mean, think of what they've been through. They spent the 40s running away from angry men in leather and I spent my weekends running towards them. My therapist hates that joke. But fuck her, right? If I'm the one who does all the talking, why are you the bitch with the beach house, Helen? I think therapy should be commission-based, don't you? Results-based therapy. Like when my dad talks to me, then I'll pay you, Sharon. Cause I love a daddy. I love a daddy. I got so many daddy issues, I get an erection every time I walk past a Papa John's pizza. Six feet under and I'm burning hot. Seven is heaven, so ready or not, I'm coming for ya. Oh, babe, I'm coming for ya. There's been a lot in the media recently about drag and what's appropriate in front of children. And I get it. Some of my material isn't exactly child-friendly. But when you get right down to it, who would you rather have holding your child? A drag queen or a priest? Because the worst thing a drag queen's gonna put on a kid's face is glitter. I ain't got nine lives, I got 39 lashes. everywhere these days. You could almost say it's a bigger business than religion. The only difference is drag queens pay taxes, churches pay hush money. Nailed it. So to finish up, here's a recap of what you can experience in Melbourne this week. Surat Suratnia is on at La Mama HQ and runs through to the 17th of December. Tickets can be booked through lamama.com.au. I Shall Go Out in the Snow-Covered Field is playing at La Mama Courthouse until the 17th as well. Tickets at lamama.com.au. The Merchant of Venice is playing at St Kilda Botanical Gardens until the 23rd. Tickets via trybooking.com. 
The Wacky Wombat is also playing at St Kilda Botanical Gardens until 23rd of December. Tickets via trybooking.com. Christmas Under the Big Top will be here until December 24 at Burnley Oval in Richmond. Tickets can be purchased at ticketmaster.com.au or call 0474-220-050. It's going to be a mighty wild Christmas at Mimo Music Hall on the 16th of December. Tickets via Humanitix. What Did She Do is created by myself, Samsara, and drops every Sunday. Also, if you like a bit of audio fiction in your podcast mix, you can check out my other podcast, Samsara's Dramas, scripts straight from my pen to your ears via an amazing ensemble of actors. Let's catch up again next week. What Did She Do?